while you've been out, while you've been at work, while you've been taking care of stuff, we've compiled a composite of the latest and biggest stories of the day to help you get caught up. This is 830 News on the Go. With Thursday's 830 on the Go, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include some actual winter weather and it made for a messy commute. A St. Paul woman facing charges of murder, plus an update on the legal challenges facing former President Trump. We begin with Minneapolis police using new protocol to address a spike in armed robberies. Squads will flood the scene of a reported robbery to search for suspects and maintain a presence in high crime areas. Chief Brian O'Hara says he believes the recent incidents have largely been carried out by kids. It's very clear from what we've seen that this has been at least one group or groups of juveniles driving around and doing this. And it's just so brazen. I mean, to be threatening folks like this, you know, with with a gun, pointing a gun against somebody's head, pulling the trigger to make the gun click, putting a gun in someone's mouth. It's disgusting. Police are working to determine whether a group of juveniles arrested Tuesday night after a string of criminal activity are connected to any other robberies. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. A St. Paul woman facing charges of murder after allegedly stabbing a man at their apartment. The man died at Regions Hospital. St. Paul Police Spokesperson Mike Ernster says they were called to an apartment complex in the 1300 block of Western Avenue North about 1030 last night. Our investigators will be working through the facts of this case um, and trying to determine whether this was a a case of self-defense or murder. And again, the man was taken to Regions where he was pronounced dead a short time later. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Donald Trump's hush money case will begin in New York City next month. A judge denied the former president's request to have the case dismissed. Trump is charged with 34 counts of falsifying his financial records in an effort to cover up payments that were made to prevent potentially damaging stories from surfacing about his personal life. CBS News reporter Katrina Kaufman is at the courthouse. The judge actually said during the hearing today that he had given Trump the option of virtually attending from Georgia. So it sounds like he was required to at least participate in this hearing. He could have done so virtually, but he did decide to appear here in person. And, you know, perhaps that's because this is going to be the first criminal trial against him. That's very significant. He could face prison time in this trial. And so perhaps he felt like his presence really should be at this hearing. And former President Trump claimed this case is just a way to prevent him from being able to run his campaign smoothly. I'm Steve Simpson. Teachers in the St. Paul School District are voting today on whether to authorize a strike. This comes after months of negotiations with the district that led to an impasse. They've been calling for lower insurance costs, higher wages, and want to reduce class sizes. Even if the vote passes, though, it won't automatically lead to a strike. The union would need to give the district a 10-day notice before formally hitting the picket lines. The investigation continues into a deadly house fire in Alexandria that killed one person and injured five others. Firefighters were called to a home early Wednesday morning. Six people were living there at the time. Fire Chief Jeff Carroll says they believe it was an accident but have not yet determined an exact cause. He says... When someone dies in a fire, it can have an impact on first responders. Every call is different for every firefighter. So, I I mean, that might, might, might be hard to understand that, but some things are okay for some people and some things aren't. He says the last time there was a fatal fire in Alexandria was 2018 when there were three fatal fires in two weeks in January. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. One Twin Cities Brewery is seeing a big boost in business thanks to the Timberwolves' success so far this season. Folly Knife Brewing in Northeast Minneapolis has become a popular destination for Minnesota Timberwolves fans. The brewery hosts Wolves Watch Parties, which have grown tremendously since opening in 2019. Uh, People come out, 
you get the vibes. Everybody's having a good time. You know, whether or not we're winning or losing the game, there's cheering and, and everybody locked in together in order to, you know, celebrate these successes. Dan Herman is Folly Knife's chief revenue officer. He says people have changed their reasons for going out since the pandemic and they've adjusted. Experiential taproom elements are certainly something that people are looking for more now than they maybe even were in the past. Herman adds that the Wolves' success drives more business this time of year, which typically might not be so kind to bars and restaurants. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Three Minneapolis men have been sentenced for their roles in a series of violent carjackings and armed robberies that targeted Uber and Lyft drivers. Prosecutors say in 2021, three defendants and a fourth co-conspirator lured drivers to pre-planned locations under the guise of picking up or dropping off passengers. And when they arrived, the men carjacked the drivers at gunpoint. They also demanded keys, wallets and cell phones and forced the drivers to unlock their phones. They then used the victim's cell phones to steal money from the driver's cash app accounts and other banking apps. The three are facing sentences of five to eight years in prison with a fourth defendant set to be charged later this month. Taylor Rivera, News Talk 830 WCCO. CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula has the latest on the Kansas City Super Bowl celebration shooting. Police are still working to figure out what was behind yesterday's mass shooting that claimed the life of a 43-year-old mother of two, Kansas City Police Chief Stacy Graves. Preliminary investigative findings have shown there was no nexus to terrorism or homegrown violent extremism. This appeared to be a dispute between several people that ended in gunfire. Police have detained three people. Two of them are juveniles. Half of the 22 who were wounded are under the age of 16. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Yesterday's snowfall led to a tough trip to work this morning for many commuters. It's been a while since we've had to deal with snow and ice, and it's causing a number of crashes and spin-outs in the state. Jill Frankfurth is with the Minnesota State Patrol. Yeah, I think um, as that winter weather moved in, we saw an increase in crashes and vehicle spin-outs, vehicle off-road. Thankfully, not a lot of injury crashes. Um, But just, uh, yeah, it was a good, uh, I guess, reminder. We've been lucky this winter with uh, driving, but um, we did see an uptick in some crashes. Meteorologist Paul Douglas with more on that snowfall. We just had nearly as much snow as we've gotten up until February 14th. Officially 6.9 at the airport which is a record for Valentine's Day, for the 14th day of February. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota lawmakers are debating a bill that would require insurance companies to pay for infertility treatment. Nearly one in seven Minnesotans face infertility. Barbara Cholera serves as the president CEO of Resolve, the National Infertility Association. Infertility diagnosis is not the largest barrier to becoming a parent. Sadly, it's the out-of-pocket costs of that treatment. Lack of insurance coverage is the number one barrier to care. The Minnesota Building Families Act would require insurance coverage for infertility treatments. With this legislation, we can reduce the financial strain on families while only minimally impacting insurance premiums. If passed, Minnesota would become the 22nd state to have these benefits for every resident. Ari Bergeron, News Talk 830 WCCO. 59-year-old woman is facing charges after police say she drove a school bus in Chisago County
with 49 children on board into a ditch this morning, and authorities say the driver was allegedly drunk. It happened at around 8.13 a.m. when the sheriff's office was notified of a Rush City public school bus that had veered off the roadway. Deputies arrived within minutes to the scene and reported observing signs of alcohol impairment in the driver. The driver, a 59-year-old woman, was then booked into the Chisago County Jail. All the students involved were safely returned to the school. No one was injured. Taylor Rivera. News Talk 830-WCCO. Finally today, our new snow and cold temperatures are here just in time for the World Cup Cross-Country Ski Championship, which starts tomorrow. The whole cross-country world is going to be looking at Minneapolis. Courtney Harkins is with U.S. Ski and Snowboard. It's the first time we've had a World Cup in the U.S. in more than 20 years. I think it's been 23 years since we've had a World Cup here. So we're really excited to, to show off this amazing sport. As far as attendance goes, we are expecting a huge crowd for the Staple Open Cup this weekend. We could see as many as 15,000 fans a day. She says Minnesota gold medalist Jesse Diggins will be skiing in her first World Cup here in her home state. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to 830 On The Go. You can find each day's On The Go and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO.